yeah, one of the uh, one of the sixty five messages that you missed last night on the group chat was me asking Peaches, "Hey, how do I?" Uh, so Trent and I are going to do this. How do I do the interface? Because I've never but done it. You only have to hit record. And you only have to hit record. You. This thing is this thing is fantastic. So shout yeah. out to Riverside, which is the platform we use. What's up, everybody? You'll notice it's just Trent and I. We were talking. You you guys don't understand how we start these things off, but one of us just hits record as a surprise, and then whatever we're talking about midstream, we just record because we we talk like this all the time. We joke about this being the team room, but we literally converse with each other exactly like you see behind the scenes all of the time. And then sometimes we just hit record. And then we're here. So hi, Trent. Magic. This is how the magic happens, is surprises. We all love surprises. Everybody loves surprises. That's a quote from my little brother, Brian. Everybody loves surprises. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're in the team room. Obviously, Trent and I are here, and uh, and we're just sitting here talking about stuff. We wanted to get a short one out today uh, to, to talk about 9-11. Um, and we were, we were just talking about it, Trent and I, before we hit record. You know, this is, uh, you know, 20 years of GWAT went by September 11th, 2001. So if I'm doing my math right, September 11th, 2022, you know, we're 21 years post the event that took us in to the global war on terror. that took us into Iraq, Afghanistan, a bunch of other locations across the world. Um, and then we're one year post the HKIA, you know, joint tactical exit that we uh, sort of left there and everybody has their feelings about it. And, you know, we kind of, we talked about it at the time. If you want, I'll put the card in to go check out chief, uh, Chad McCoy. Uh, he had some great words on, you know, the fall of Afghanistan. And we, we looked at the H guy exit pretty hard, but I was kind of talking through it last night with the boys. And, you know, this is the first year after this event, now that everything is calmed down and the dust has settled and we've moved on that, that Afghanistan is a, is a historical event. It's an AAR point. It's some stuff is still going on. Like there's still some work to be done over there as far as AM sets that need to get out and some visa holders that are trying to find their way out. And that stuff is still actively going on. But, you know, it's it's a year post Afghanistan now, Trent. And I think I was telling you before we got on here, uh, you know, getting ready for this pre-deployment cycle here at the unit. And this is the first time in my career that I have gotten ready to deploy or teams have gotten ready to deploy. And we have not said the word Afghanistan. That's wild. You know, but yeah, like no. I was, I was thinking about this the other day, I was talking to the, the SWIC students and one of them was like, Hey, Sergeant, can you tell me like a story about what you guys do when you're deployed? And I was like, no, cause that doesn't apply to you. Like I can tell you stories. I can tell you GWAT stories. I can make some up. I can, I can use Jared stories, whatever. Um, right. But like, I, there's there's this big gap which i don't think we fully understood or or appreciated the whole like you know vietnam and all these other things the the gap between generations and how how sudden it is like one day students come in and they're like hey like tell me about your experiences it's like i can but they're not going to apply to you and it's just it's weird it's super weird and there's not a lot of times that i feel i feel pretty connected to the younger dudes you know we obviously you know i'm i'm an old guy that they think is a novelty that listens to rap music or at least has some idea of like the zeitgeist of memes and you know, the, the culture, I won't pretend to, I'm definitely that old guy. Disaster had a great meme about, you know, the, the E seven that dresses like a 19 year old. Cause he doesn't want to do E seven work. And that one I felt attacked, but this is one of those things that does make you feel a little bit differently when the, the younger guys get in and, and they, talk about Afghanistan or they talk about the GWAT deployments or just really that time in the air force. It really is something like, I don't fully understand Vietnam. 
I don't fully understand those guys that even, you know, went to the first Gulf War or, you know, I had mentors that were chasing war criminals around Europe. You know, that was what they did out of the 321st is they went and looked for war criminals. Um, you know, and that's some of the, you know, some of the biggest shoot downs, by the way, happened in Bosnia. General Goldfein was shot providing air support for those operations that were going on. So, but I, I could never wrap my head around that. And then we started hitting GWA deployments and now that's over. And uh, it is one of the one of the first times that I'm like, well, there's there's really no way for me to explain it to you. It was just it was just crazy. Like I, I could tell you about being at Bagram and I think it was 2015 and and catching you know 12 or 13 incoming a day. You know, having the tent right next to us blown up and having three contractors that we had to treat and and get out of there. That but that was just a normal day. That was like Tuesday at Bath. You know what I mean? Like. Um, and it's just going to be different. You almost feel like you're doing them a disservice um, by talking about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling through it as I'm talking through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we put our intro together. We, we, we talk and think at the same time. It's not always pretty, but it, it is what it is. But, I, you know, I, I think the, the experience is valuable, right? I don't, I don't, I don't want to sell ourselves short. It's just the, 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 the baseline, the, the job, the things that we're doing that we teach, like mindset and all those other things, those, those still apply. Like all of our lessons learned that aren't tactical lessons. Um, but I think when we've talked about this before, the whole using soft and not necessarily a, a special operations capacity all the time, uh, using us as, as, as small, um, you know, small unit infantry, uh, for, for a lot and just, you know, to, to provide that cask you know, in, in the places where they wanted us to go, not necessarily doing uh, soft specific things all the time. You know, it's, it's as the younger guys are coming up and they're like, well, what are we doing? And we're trying to build out and, and rediscover what special operations means moving forward into the future. Like I can, I can tell them about it. I'm, I'm writing a lot right. of paperwork or I have, but as far as firsthand experience, it's pretty limited. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we learned, we, we learned a lot of those lessons and then, you know, we, we learned a lot of lessons too. There's a whole, there's a whole group of people we've seen it a year now is the mental health impact that GWAT had. So not only, you know, my, this one hits close to home for me, you know, there's four of us. I, I tell, you know, this, this fact about our family all the time, but there's four brothers in my family and all four of us are currently actively serving. We have, uh, a lot of deployments between us, my three little brothers in the army, I mean, they spent their time like they spent their 11 Bravo time because at one point they were all infantry. They spent something ridiculous, like five years combined in to crit like in Iraq yeah. in 2000, between 2004 and 2008. Like that was not a fun time to be there. Like that was not cool. There was a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on, um, <laughs> you know, during that time. And a lot of people have those stories. And we've been seeing after, you know, after the exit, it, did not, it didn't provide closure. We didn't walk out of there and, and I'm not, I'm, there's no hot takes here, but I don't think we walked out of H Kaya with our head up and our chest, you know, shoulders back, chest out and feeling good about what we had done there. Cause we did a lot of good in Afghanistan, but I don't think we left the way that we wanted to. Um, and you're seeing the impact of that. I don't know how many phone calls or how many messages I've gotten from guys that are out that are just like kind of re like reestablishing those, those touch points back in now. Cause everybody, you know, if we feel it in the, in the military, cause there is a, there is a feeling of, you know, what do we do now? What do we even do in peacetime? You know, how many times have we said that in the past year? You know, what, what do we even do without Afghanistan? What do we even do without Iraq? 
So, you know, our friends are feeling that that are out too. Like they're feeling that too. They're like, Hey, what's, uh, man, what's, where are we going right now? Do we feel like we're moving forward? I don't know if you felt the same way, but no, I mean, I think everybody feels every it's, do we slow down? What does that mean? How do we do that? Right. How do I know if someone's a piece of crap or not? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. what kind of ops tempo should we be having? Like, you know, when I joined, we were full fledged into GWAT. And up until recently, like that's, that was my whole career. You know, everybody I yeah. knew went to the desert, Yeah, every, you know? So like just all the time, my favorite, my favorite story about, you know, GWAT, we've kind of, we're talking about GWAT now and not nine eleven, but we'll get back to it. But yeah, my favorite story about GWAT is, you know, I, I went for uh, a two year period where I didn't share the team room or uh, about a year period where I did not share a team room uh, with my supervisor. So <laughs> my supervisor was a guy named Nick. Uh, I was working at the 321st and he was on an opposite cycle. So his training cycle that he was support, we supported a team out of Germany, his, his training cycle and my training cycle were opposite. We missed each other a couple times and poof, it had been like something like 15 months. Um, there was an EPR that was written in between the conversations we know getting had on the phone and some emails. Um, and then finally we got back to the same team room. We were like, wow, but that's, that's what post nine 11 was. That was the pace oh. that we set. Um, you know, after, after 2001 and it, it is going to be hard to slow down. It is, it's going to be hard to, you know, kind of heal as a nation. And, um, I'm hoping for some sort of accountability after, uh, you know, for, you know, from department of state to, you know, whatever, um, it'd be great to AAR some of those things and, and we could figure this thing out, but I, I don't know. I, was, I don't have a whole lot of hope for that one. I was thinking in the beginning when you called it a tactical exit, I was like, I can't wait to see the comments. Like if, if you go back, you can see me smile. I'm not laughing at you. I'm yeah. just thinking someone's going to be like, Oh, like that exit was super tactical. I don't want to get into comments, but that's I just thought it was funny. Before you get in, well, everybody's going to get me in the comments anyway, but that's, that's what it's called. It's called a JT. But uh, anyway, uh, assisted departure. I don't care what you want to call it. Um, hmm. it, it was pretty disastrous. And I, and I think, it's easy for us all to, to look back now and be like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe we wasted all of our time or whatever, or it was a disaster when we left. But I don't remember ever thinking when I was there that it was going to end well. No. And like, I'm just, I'm just here to do my job and to make things better if possible. But I don't remember a lot of guys, a lot of team room conversations about like Afghanistan's going to make it guys. Like when we leave, this place is going to be awesome. Absolutely um, not. So I, I think some of us are going back and rewriting history a little bit and, and making it more emotional than maybe we felt at the time. I'm not saying it's not mm -hmm. an emotional event like the, you know, 9-11, 20 years, you know, and then we leave. Um, but there, I don't think any of us ever thought that we were going to occupy ground there for forever and, and create some no. kind of utopian society. <laughs> no. Uh, absolutely not. And that's that you bring, you bring up a funny thing and I've described it to people like this before, but I really felt like I was on another world. My deployments to Afghanistan, it, I felt so disconnected and not, it was always just an otherworldly experience from, you know, from, you know, the, the ritual of getting on the plane and eating seven Ambien and going to sleep for 25 straight hours with, you know, you wake up in Germany or St. John's, Newfoundland or road to Spain and kind of rub your eyes and you're like, going on and then you go back to sleep and you're in you know you start to feel the plane like do that that entrance into the into you know wherever you're going and you're like man okay well here i am and then it's game on 
you know, you're constantly on guard. Um, some of the places that you, that you went, it just, it, it felt different to me. And now even looking back and having distance from it, it feels even more different. Now it feels like, it feels like a dream that we went through this 21 years later. Well, it, it's weird. Cause at the time, like first, first deployment was like, everything's brand new. Everything is scary in the beginning. You know, like everything is, is the first time, like, but this by the second half with your second rotation, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like this is normal, yeah. you know, like, and, and then the next trip in, you land, you get off the plane, you look around, you're like, oh, we're in Mez. Okay. Like, we're going oh, back right. though, right? You know, like, yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, shout yeah. Out, we're just chilling out, out real quick. Too, by the, Mez was the best. Mez oh, was gosh. awesome. Um, yeah, you'd get off, you, yeah. you didn't even have to ask where you were. You'd get off the plane and look around and be like, I know where we're at. So, like, yeah, you'd see the mountains, few more hours. you'd see the bowl. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'm about an hour and a half away from Kanahar. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's the pass. All right. Tight. Let's um, enjoy how nice Mez is for like an hour before we have to go to Africa. Yeah. Ugh. Um, even worse, <clears throat> Shank. Fuck Shank. Ugh. Um, so do you do anything special for nine 11? Is there, is there a toast that you do? Like, I, I don't know. Some people have rituals where they, they call their friends or whatever. Usually like, my dad's a firefighter. So I call my dad and we talk about it cause he, he ended up going, uh, to ground zero. So the fire department in Northeast Ohio, where he worked when nine uh, 11 happened, they basically had a skeleton crew back home and everybody that they could send to drive over to New York uh, to help in the search. So they did that. I, I have a distinct memory of him being on the road and talking to him both there and, and back from ground zero. So um, I don't know if you have anybody that you talk to like that. No, not really. It was just uh, like the actual day of nine eleven. It didn't, you know, like a, we, we lived a lot further away. And, uh, right. you know, yeah. and then it was just like, I was, I was not that old, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, so I forget how young you are. You're a baby. Every, we make fun of peaches for being old. I'm actually older than peaches. <laughs> Don't tell people that peaches is old. Okay. Peaches. Yeah. Well, peaches is old. Peaches is crusty. That's the difference is that peaches is an old soul because he's been, he, I feel like his soul has been in the military since, you know, Guadalcanal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I and, but like, it's not like nine eleven didn't impact everybody's lives. But I mean, I remember, I you know, I went over to my girlfriend's house and she was crying. But like, I'm not the most like uh, emotional or or sympathetic person all the mm-hmm. time, you know. And I was, I was taking things you? in very yeah yeah. I was I was I was logically trying to process what was happening happening, and then like my girlfriend's like crying. I was mm-hmm. like, why are you, did you know someone that was there? She's like, no. So like it was like a weird day for me. Like it was my day off work. They ruined my my day that I wasn't working, and because you know, someone woke me up and they're like they're flying planes into buildings in New York, and I was like, okay, like why are you waking me up, dude? I'm tired. But yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely older. I think I told this story before, but I was uh I actually man Monday nights there was a place called Pelican Cove, and they had fifty cent draft dollar shot nights, and I was a twenty one year old dude. Um, so I was perfectly legal to drink in your face. And, uh, we just, we went out, we played sand volleyball. It was awesome. I was at, at my house that I share with my roommate, um, that I lived with right before I got in and who I'm still friends with, you know, 20 years later, whatever. But it was weird because, uh, so we were in Cleveland we're in Akron, right. But, um, the plane that turned around that ended up crashing in Pennsylvania turned around over Cleveland. So my friend's son lived in Cleveland, like in the city proper, so we didn't know where that plane was going. We had 
seen the first plane hit. We, um, you know, during this time they were like, Hey, there are other planes. And then the Pentagon got hit. I can't, I can't remember what the, the order was I'd, I'd have to look it up, but there was, there was a point of time where Chaz was trying to get a hold of his, his, uh, uh, ex at the time and, and say, Hey, you know, is, you know, is my son safe? Where, where are you guys? Are you tracking this thing? And I just, man, I distinctly remember just sitting on the couch and being just like, that was kind of the first time that I was like, man, time to, time to grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> like I'd been bouncing around Northeast Ohio doing dumb, you know, kid stuff, you know, working at bars for, not a lot of money and sleeping on friends' couches and just being a general mooch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Say, pretending to go to college, but not really going to class sort of thing. And yeah. that was the first time I remember just being like, Oh, uh, okay. Well, things are, things are different now. And then, then we went on. So, uh, fair to, fair to put the number out there. 20, uh, 2,996 people, uh, lost their lives during that day. And then we don't know how many afterwards with, you know, inhalation and, and problems from that. And then the, the mental health toll on top of that too. Uh, random factoid, Pete Davidson, otherwise known as Skeet Davidson, if you're Kanye West, he, uh, his dad was a New York firefighter and he died in the, uh, in the second tower. So he was running into the second tower and was killed. So I, I found that fact out this week. Didn't know that. I think, uh, Steve Buscemi, Got back with his guys New on 9-11 too, right? He was like, yeah, New York firefighter. I think Steve worked at yeah. one of the out. Steve Buscemi like worked at one of the outstations. Like he was either a volunteer or he was a previous employee or something. Yeah, he'd been uh, a firefighter back then. Yeah, and not that yeah. I like him more than Pete Davidson, but I I do. I don't care about either one of those people individually or as a concept. Um, I don't know, so, man. So it 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 feels weird. Uh, feels weird a year later. Um, and on this end of it, and I, it just struck me as poignant this week with even, even as how busy we are, one of the, the senior NCOs that's going out, you know, we were just talking about his deployment and his trip and some other unrelated stuff. And he, uh, he just laughed. He was like, yeah, I, I can't believe this is the first time that I've ever gone anywhere. Not named, Af you know, not named Afghanistan. It's just a weird thing. And it got me, got me thinking about, you know, September 11, 2001 and, and how we're going to move on from this, but it's, it's, uh, quickly becoming history. Well, and, not and already. I think for, for me, and, and this is probably the last thing I'll say about it is I didn't, I didn't feel that connected to that event until I, I joined the military and I started deploying, you know what I mean? So like the actual yeah. day wasn't like this huge life changing event for me. I didn't join the military for another two years until we invaded Iraq, you know, and right. then, then I decided to throw my hat in the ring. Also, you know, life events. And like, I was, I was pretty far away. Like there, there was no one in like, you know, Salt Lake city, Utah that was super concerned with, you know, planes flying into buildings. I don't think we were like a mm -hmm. huge target, but you know, after you join and, and then you see the, the, what happens and, and, and you lose some friends and, and all those other things happen, then you can look back at nine 11 and then that like sympathetic response and understanding what people are going through and the mental health and like the, the, the chemical damage to lungs from inhalation and all those other things. Like that's when you start to like view certain other groups as, as, you know, closer to your, your group, you know, like there's, there's a, a community of connected people. And I, and I think looking back, it, it's way more important to me than it, than it was at the time, uh, just because of the, uh, you know, like the, the, the events that all happened because of each other, you know, like right. I was part of those events that, that took place after that. So, uh, I, I definitely feel more connected to them and, uh, yeah, it, it's weird to put it in the back, you know, in the rear view mirror and, and to look back at it now as, as like a, 
what happened and it's over and we're moving forward. But you know, it was a, it was a wild time. It was a wild time. Well said. Well, to all the first responders, you know, firemen, paramedics, nurses, doctors, everybody that's out there doing something for, for the greater good. Um, all of our military brothers from all the branches, brothers and sisters, and all government employees that, you know, served during that time. And, you know, maybe if that was your motivation or, or maybe you connect to it now, maybe, maybe you're like me and, and you were really involved in it, or maybe you're like Trent and, and, you know, weight was added to that event afterwards, after you put some service in, like, thank you. Um, you know, from us here in the team room and, you know, from Peaches, thanks for, for what you do. We understand 9-11 is a, is a tough day and it's a day of uh, remembrance, but hopefully you've, you've got some time from it now. And especially after, you know, after the events last year, hopefully we're all processing that and moving forward. But we wanted to put something out here uh, just to commemorate the day and, and talk through it a little bit and give you maybe some different perspectives on, on how you can think about it. So hit us up in the DMs. We appreciate all the follows and all the engagement you guys got. So uh, maybe leave a review on Apple if you haven't trying to get to a thousand, that would be sweet. So have a great day. Um, you know, raise a glass. If that's what you want to do, throw a workout. Remember, uh, everybody that, that served in this, in this thing that we call GWAT post nine 11 and, uh, throw, throw a quick reminder of the day on it. And then, uh, let's go on with business. So, all right, everybody have a good one. There you go.